Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm so excited that you guys are here joining me today for an awesome conversation with my friend, Mary-Kate Robb. We are going to be chatting all about motherhood. We talk about like discernment and making decisions. Also, just what it looks like to fully trust that the Lord is going to take care of us and trust in his goodness. And yeah, we kind of just chat through our journeys of getting married young and then having kids 17 and a half months apart. So it's really fun, hopefully going to be encouraging and relatable to a lot of you moms out there. But before we jump into the episode, I wanted to share this week's memory verse, um, which is something I'm trying to do this season, is just kind of share a verse each week, both at the beginning of the show and on Instagram, because my heart has been needing to memorize more scripture and really imprint it on my heart and on my children's hearts. And I feel like memorizing scripture just one verse at a time um, has been so, so helpful. So it's just like a helpful tool when I need it. So anyways, this week's verse is Psalm 27 verse 4. And it says, One thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So such a good, just comforting verse. And I think that really is such a good one to memorize because for me, I can get so distracted and think that so many things are pressing. But this is just such a good verse in my mind that reminds me of like my ultimate goal. Um, and the one thing that I want to seek after with my whole heart. So I would love to hear if you guys are memorizing scripture alongside of our community. Let us know on Instagram. We'll have the little like wallpaper graphic on there as well. But without further ado, we are going to jump into today's episode with Mary-Kate Robb. Mary-Kate, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about it and just honored that you asked me. Yeah, this is so fun. I think I've been following you on Instagram for like a couple of years and remember like just kind of seeing some of your like maternity era when you were like posting a lot of like maternity fashion (laughs) pictures and you're pregnant with John Shepard. Because I think I was like also pregnant with Flora around that same time. And it's uh-huh. just so fun to see like how you'd style your bump and stuff. <laughs> so I remember following along with you. And then I don't remember how long we've like followed each other when we actually started talking. Do you remember? I don't either. I just, I remember, no, probably since maybe when you first had Flora. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember I was kind of seeing other young moms on Instagram. Um, I feel like I didn't have like a ton of mom friends like in real life and uh, was just kind of starting to be friends with people on Instagram and I think I found you then. 
Yeah. For those people listening who maybe like haven't followed you or don't know who you are, could you just kind of give us a little intro to who you are, what you do, your family, and where you guys live? Yeah. Yeah. My name is Mary Kate Robertson. Um, I'm 26 and I live in Louisiana with my husband, John Luke, and our two kids, um, John Shepard and Ella. They are one and two. John Shepard will be three next week. I feel like just like back up story a little bit, um, just kind of how I even started doing Instagram and kind of gained a following doing that. We, um, his family had a reality TV show called Duck Dynasty and we were dating while he was still filming and then our wedding was filmed on there. And so it was just kind of all of a sudden, ton of people um, Wild, and just yeah. kind of crazy. But that's, that's how in the beginning kind of gained a following like on Instagram mm-hmm. and then I've just had fun just showing life on there and I stay home with my kids now and I love it um that's what I've always wanted to do Mm. so now I stay with those two little crazies what a duo yeah (laughs) (laughs) we are remodeling our house which I say remodeling we've literally been out for almost two years wow um but we're close we're close and yeah we're in Louisiana my husband runs Christian summer camp and I'm usually out there in the summers with the kids. And then we also have um, two coffee shops and we roast coffee as well. So that's kind of kind of what we're doing lately. That's so fun. I didn't realize you guys actually have like a roasting operation there too. Yes, we do. We do. My sister-in-law roasts. She and her husband like kind of started a coffee shop post-college in their like college town. And it's this really cool ministry. And now she stays at home with her girls and just does like the roasting. But I always love like, I don't know, learning through her kind of about that. And she says it's been so much fun. So yeah, thanks for that kind of overview for us. I love even just hearing your heart. Like I can see that you just love being a mom at home with your kids. And that's so special that you've like been able to do that. So we'll definitely get to talk about like motherhood stuff. But yeah, so you got married when you were 19, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I turned 19 a month before we got married. Oh my gosh, that's like wild. So almost 18, basically. Almost 18. (laughs) And I can't even imagine like coming into, like having your wedding literally live streamed for the whole world and just having that like opening of all of these people. I mean, I'm sure that's like been a part of your conversations with John Luke as you're like dating and obviously... Like you said, they were still like filming whenever you were dating. So I know it wasn't like totally new, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's still like a ton to navigate for anybody, let alone someone who's 19 and like a newlywed. Do you feel like it almost felt natural because it was kind of a part of like your relationship or was it a lot to like kind of step into initially? Yeah, I feel like it actually felt pretty like natural and like normal in some ways just because like we started dating during like the height of the show yeah um and I mean it was like when I say the hype it was like literally like the number one reality show which is just insane um but like we were never dating not like with him doing that and so I feel like that was just I don't know just always a part of our relationship and honestly like where we live it was never it never felt like weird it was kind of like yeah just our little small town like bubble um and if you stayed in your town like we were totally fine and 
um, I don't feel like it really hit us until um, we moved to Virginia to go to school and we went to Liberty University and um, our wedding aired like, I mean, I think a week before we moved there. Um, And so whenever they were filming the wedding, it didn't feel any different. Like we knew a lot of people were watching it, but like it didn't feel weird. Like, I mean, it's like a, you know, camera crew, that's all. But it was like, once we got to Lynchburg, um, I remember John Luke, like not even wanting to go into Target with me because he just like, would just get approached a lot. And it was just kind of overwhelming. We weren't used to that at all. Um, And so I feel like at first it felt normal until even later, like even later on than that, just us looking back and being like, man, that's so weird. <laughs> like just yeah. so crazy, so not normal. And I feel like now we're just living just super normal lives. And now that we are just filling, I don't know, just our own little routines and things, um, looking back on that time of our lives, we're like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a great point, like because of like the small community that you guys come from and where things like feel fairly normal. I'm so glad for you guys that you like have that, you know, and like are surrounded by family and um, can live your lives and raise your children in a way that doesn't feel like you're always being approached or whatever. Like it totally makes sense why you decided to like relocate there after school and stuff. Did you guys move like right after college back to Louisiana? Like Okay. That's so sweet. And I'm sure you get asked this like super often, but what did you love most about getting married young because I got married when I was 19 too and I don't know it's funny like at the time in the moment it doesn't feel that young but no. <laughs> other 19 year olds I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe <laughs> that is so funny to hear you say that because I say the exact same thing I'm like oh we didn't feel that young I mean we knew we were young but now when mm-hmm. I see 19 like oh my gosh I know right I feel like such an old person I'm literally 23 I'm not even like that (laughs) far out but I'm like wow you're like such a sweet kid Uh you know um which is so funny but yeah like what did you love about it and then how has your view of marriage maybe like changed since Mm -hmm. like when you guys were engaged and got married and we're like talking about it you know Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like what I've loved most about it is just like, we've literally done all of our adult life together. Like any memories, anything we're talking about, like the other, we were, we got to be a part of all these memories and um, especially like we got in and we were married for four years before we had our kids. And so we got to travel and, um, and now I feel like seven years into marriage, those are like really sweet things to like look back on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So just like all these memories that we have together with the other one in it as well. Yeah. And then I feel like what I've realized has been just a challenging part um, is that in the growing up together, we, I just feel like especially like that kind of college age, like so much growth happens and maturing And I definitely can just see, you know, things that we didn't know, just ways like our immaturity and things maybe we were like naive about, like the other one was getting like maybe the brunt force of that, if that makes sense. Sometimes just maybe hurting each other over things that like looking back, I'm like, we literally just didn't even know, like, don't know, we don't know. And so kind of also give grace for that of like we were 19 like of mm-hmm. course we were doing this and doing this and yeah. 
you know, and we got to work through it together. So I feel like that's the challenging part. But at the same time, you know, just as a human, you're always growing and changing. So whether you get married at 19 or 30, like, just have to give grace for things you didn't know. Right. Exactly. And like, we will constantly be changing, which I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, is something I definitely didn't really think about or didn't, it didn't like sink in. Um, Like, a year into marriage, we were like, you weren't like this when we were dating or whatever, you know? Um, And it's like, where is this coming from? And I think you just articulated that so well that like, yeah, you are getting to sort through some things together and grow up together, but that can lead to like really hurting the other person Mm -hmm. as you're learning. And I think that can be, it just like takes time for that to heal and obviously like rebuilding trust. And I think that's been really Mm -hmm. true for us and it's cool that you guys had that opportunity too to go to college and I feel like really leave and cleave like that's something I've been talking with friends about lately which is kind of interesting there are a lot of different ways to do it and like different family cultures and like you know what does it look like to still have a close relationship with parents and siblings but also like have that time away whether that's like physical distance or just like emotional boundaries and stuff so did you guys really enjoy your college experience together, like, away? Yes. yes, we did. We always have said that's, like, one of the best things we think we've ever done just for our marriage and for ourselves was um, moving because we are both really close with our families. Mm-hmm. And I think being so young, we just needed that, like, actual space to be able. And, I mean, it was 14 hours. So wow. it was not like, oh, we're driving home for the weekend. Yeah, like, right. Gonna go do our laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we didn't come home that often. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think it was really good for us. And I remember leaving Lynchburg and I remember being sad to leave. And I was like, I think I'm sad to leave because this just, the, I mean, for a million different reasons, but it felt like a place where like we really established like ourselves and like our marriage like together. And I, yeah, I'm really grateful that we did that. And also even with friendships, um, like all the friends we were making there, they we didn't know anybody like when we went and so yeah. making friends they only knew us as like John Luke and Mary Kate and so we had the same friend group like we didn't have you know the friends I grew up with and the friends he grew up with and trying to like mesh all these relationships it was really easy just getting to make these friends um together right yeah that's such a great point I think that can be one of the many challenges in marriage once like I don't want to be like sound all cynical. Like once the honeymoon stage like shifts a little bit and you're just kind of living life, like friendship is a very real thing. And I think some couples like it works really well for them to kind of have their own friends. And some people really love having like the couple friends that you can like do things with together or the friend groups. And so, yeah, that totally makes sense. So that was like a sweet time for you guys to make friends together. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Did you all receive like counsel as far as like it being a good idea, I guess, to kind of like move away and figure out like your own marriage and family? Or was that just something like, how did you guys go about deciding to make that big move and go to Liberty? Yeah. Looking back on that, like I don't remember us talking to a soul about that decision. <laughs> we were just like, well, it was actually John Link's dad who even introduced us to Liberty. Okay. Liberty has something um, called Convocation, which is kind of like a chapel where they just have, it's like an all school um, like meeting several times a week and John Link's dad spoke at it. 
Um, and what's funny too is we literally got married a month after John graduated from high school. So he's, he's uh, older than me, but I, he finished school a year later than me. And so I was actually off at our local college here, Okay, but anyway, John Luke was, um, it finishing up his high school year and his dad came home and was like, you've got to go check out Liberty. Like I spoke there. It's awesome. Yeah. Like you've got to check it out. And so we planned a trip there that summer and visited it. And we're just like, oh my goodness, this is where we're supposed to be. And I don't know. We, I think we both just felt so confident that this was it, which was crazy for me because I, when I graduated, I was deciding between three schools um, and the furthest one was like five hours from home. And I was like, I just can't do it. I can't go home. And the only yeah. reason I decided not to go is I didn't want to be that far. And then there I was going 14 hours away. And I think even feeling that peace about that, I was like, this just has to be from God because this is not like me at all. Yeah. That's so special that, yeah, you guys like got to really rely on each other in that way and like become each other's um, mm-hmm. family since you were yeah. so far away. We had like a somewhat similar thing. It was, I don't know. I mean, we've had so many different like moves that we've kind of made and a lot of it has been like back and forth between Kansas and California. Uh-huh. We would come home for the summers like between school and stuff. But like a month after we got married, we moved to London Oh wow! for a study abroad thing that I had been planning on doing. So we were like, okay, we could get married because we got engaged in June and we we're like, we could wait until like next summer. But I remember we were taking a walk and I was like, why would we like, why are we going to wait a whole year? Like, I don't want to wait. And we knew I was going to be like studying abroad in the spring. So I was like, okay, we're going to be like 10 hour time difference, long distance. Like, this is so ridiculous. We should just do it before. And so like, on my Thanksgiving break, we got married and then he came to London with me. And, um, it was so cool because yeah, we didn't know anyone like truly it wasn't yeah. even like, cause in California I was going to a Christian school and I like had my friends and, you know, we could like somewhat hang out with them and we had a church, but I went to like a really, uh, secular school in London. It was like the London college of fashion. So I was doing their like fashion marketing semester. And I just remember, some of the girls in the program talking about like, what pills are you going to take tonight before we go out? And I was like, I'm married American, like going to go home to my husband. And, uh-huh. but it was like so uniting because it's just such a huge city. Like, I don't know, California is its own type of thing, but it was actually really special as overwhelming as it was to just be like, yeah. it's just you and me against the world kind of in like, getting to figure it out together in that way. So wow, that is really cool. Really fond memories. But yeah, so you said that you guys were married for four years before Mm -hmm. having John Shepard, which I think is also one of the perks of getting married young. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to have that time to like travel and just have those sweet memories, like you guys were able to do that and you were still super young, like when you had him. So what was that process like of yeah, even deciding to have him. Like, I think you said that you didn't know that many like mom friends necessarily, like when you had him. So it sounds like maybe it wasn't like, oh, all my friends are having babies. Just like, how did the Lord kind of usher you guys into parenthood at such a young age? Yeah. Well, I think like partly I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I told her like with John Shepard and then with Ella, like that just felt like that desire to have a baby like with each of them just came on like so I feel like kind of suddenly and like Mm. strong yeah um that I just feel like it 
it was just from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know that. I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but I just remember even getting pregnant with Ella because John Shepard was only like eight months old, I think, when I got pregnant with Ella. Yeah. Um, I just remember one month being like, "Oh my gosh, I went. I cannot get pregnant now. Like, I cannot imagine like having another baby." And then like the next month being like, "Oh, I think I really want another one. Like, I like really want another one. Like, wow." Yeah. Um. And so I think. I, I just remember that with both of them, but with John Shepard, I mean, it was like, we were only, we were 22. Yeah, we were 22. And I just remember being like, I really want to have a baby, but I feel kind of crazy because I feel so young and us kind of talking about it. But then another thing that was kind of playing into our um, thought process with that is I have Lyme disease. And so um, during college, I struggled with that a lot and it mainly manifested in like chronic fatigue. Um, where I was just so tired, just like all the time. Mm. And so then it was kind of the reality of like, okay, well literally, even if we had a baby, like, would I even have the energy to care for a baby? You know, I remember us kind of having like that hard conversation and, um, we were even at that point deciding like if I should get treatment, um, like go off and do treatment at this treatment center. Yeah. Um, in another country, actually. And oh. I remember we, we finally said, like, okay, let's just try. We'll just see what happens. Um, and we'll, you know, give it this amount of time. If it doesn't happen by then, we'll take that as, you know, God saying, okay, no, let's not do this now. Yeah. Like, you need to go get treatment. And um, I got pregnant with him really quickly. And um, also what was just kind of crazy was, like, I felt um, after I had John Shepard, like, I felt so much better wow. and I don't feel like, I know, I just feel like, and I've heard that happens with some people, like pregnancy can kind of set your body. Yeah. And um, really since I've had both mine, like I've felt better the past, he's three, like I've felt better the past three years than I did like the three years that I was in college. Uh, so yeah. Isn't God incredible? How wild is that? That like yeah. he can heal us through something that is so hard on our body that's like taking all of our energy and nutrients and resources and he can like literally utilize that to produce a soul and also bring healing that's just incredible um I had something somewhat similar where I was pretty like sensitive to gluten and dairy and Mm. just really avoided it um all throughout high school and then I remember I was pregnant with Flora and I was like, I need Kraft Mac and cheese. Like I need it. Like, I don't care if it makes me feel bad. I need it. And, um, I ate it and I was totally fine. And then I like had some ice cream and I was totally fine. And it was like a really similar deal that, um, obviously totally different than Lyme symptoms. But in the same way, I was like, wow, Lord, like you want me to be able to nourish my body with all kinds of things so I can nourish my girls. And so, yeah, I can't even imagine though, like being 22 and having to have these conversations about like, okay, even if the Lord does give you the desire of your heart, even if he does give you a child, like, would you have the energy to care for your baby that had to have really grown a lot in you? And I just really respect that you love your children so much and love your family so much that you were really able to look outside of just like, I want a baby, you know, like obviously God gives us those desires, but I think um, that's something he's been teaching me a lot is like just how to be faithful in 
like stewarding the things that he's given me beyond just like, that sounds kind of fun. I can be yeah. a little whimsical. Yeah. And like, I, I was like, having a baby sounds fun and didn't really think about all the responsibilities to be honest, <laughs> which sounds so ridiculous now. Um, and he's really met me in that. But yeah, I just really respect that you like were thinking about all of those things. Well, at the same time, though, I remember John Shepard was like five weeks old and I was sitting there. I had like one other friend who had a baby and he was like three months old, I guess, at the time. <laughs> she said, Mary Kate, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah me too yes what a gift to have friends who you can like be that honest with you know because I think people say stuff especially like older wise women who are so ripe and they're like you know get sleep while you can or whatever you're gonna you think you're tired now you're gonna be even more tired when they're born and I don't know that's not necessarily the most encouraging but it is a truth that you kind of have to figure out for yourself like what you're saying with marriage like you don't know what you don't know and yeah. I think God has grace for that. Uh-huh. Okay, so our kids are like the exact same age differences. I'm pretty yeah, sure. 17 and a half months. Yes, 17 and a uh-huh. half, exactly. Um, I got pregnant, yeah, eight months after Flora uh-huh. was born, which I'm like, what? I was thinking about that because you and I have been talking a bit about sleep stuff, um, which we will not dive into today. <laughs> but uh, we like sleep during Flora and she was sleeping through the night by the time she was five months old, like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. like clockwork. And I've been asking myself like, Lord, how on earth did I think I was ready? Kind of like what you're saying as far as like one day you don't feel ready. And the next, he just like plants that desire. And I really think for me, a huge part of that was because she was just like sleeping. Yeah. And so I felt some type of normal, but mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of was that decision? Like, I guess if there were more conversations beyond you just having that peace and like excitement and feelings of being ready as far as having two under two, like there's so much with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was the same thing again of like, you know, if God has it for us, like it'll happen. And if he thinks it's better for whatever reason for it not to happen now, then it won't. Yeah. What do you feel like have been some of the like sweetest moments and then some of the challenges as far as, because Ella's like a year and a half now, right? Ella's a year and a half. Okay. So I don't know about you because every (laughs) parent and every like set of kids are so different. But I remember hearing people like talking about two and or two and being like, yeah, the first six months with the second baby is just like the hardest, but you get through. So I like had this in my mind, but I actually really feel like I savored the newborn season in a totally different way because obviously, Mm -hmm. you know how like fast it goes. And I was like, wow, Juliet sleeps everywhere. Like she'll sleep all the time when she's a newborn and we can like go yeah, to the zoo and like she'll sleep and just like not crawl around or be upset that she's in the stroller. Like she'll just hang out. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I am being stretched right now having what feels like two toddlers basically, which is totally where you're at, where I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're like fighting over the like toy stroller. And I have to explain to Flora like, well, Juliet's a baby. So she like she'll hit you in the face, but she's not supposed to, but like, but I can't punish her because like, you know, she like doesn't understand, you know, just all these things that I did not expect. So yeah. Yeah. What were those two seasons? What have they been like for you guys? 
Yeah. I feel like I had a lot of help when we had um, Ella because we had we had just started remodeling our house, and so we were living with my in-laws. Yeah. Um, and so definitely, like, my mother-in-law was a huge help. And then her mom, so my husband's grandmother, she's a huge part of our lives as well. And then mm. my own mother as well. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of help. So I was really able to, kind of like you said, like, really enjoy the newborn mm-hmm. time. Um, I tried to enjoy it with John Shepard, but I feel like for me, just, like, zero to one was harder than one to two and just the absolute like shock of oh wow like my time is not my time ever like (laughs) at all again yeah Uh, and just learning how to really pour out myself you know for this tiny little dependent human yeah and um so I feel like with Ella I just kind of got to enjoy it more which was a blessing I feel like I don't know just kind of redeemed that newborn season for me and then um yeah I totally agree though the the beginning wasn't I just remember at first wondering like okay how am I like physically gonna handle like this especially once you know a month or two after I had Ella like how am I gonna literally manage the two of these like if I take them outside like he's just gonna run off like what am I gonna do but yeah other than that I feel like that time was pretty easy because like you said they sleep like Ella just slept or was she was a really easy content baby though too and so she was just pretty pleasant but right now I mean John Luke and I will just I multiple times a day are just looking at each other like what is going on what do we do with these two like <laughs> now we've got two that are just like protesting all these things yes. um and it feels like if it's not one it's just the other so I feel like I've definitely probably right now have my hands more full than I ever have had them with the two of them. No doubt. Well, can I just say that's validating because yeah, I felt the same way. Like obviously there's a transition that comes with like any move because we moved like three weeks ago, but I told John, I'm like, why do I feel like this is so much harder than when we were living in Kansas, like, why does yeah. everything seem so hard all of a sudden? And part of that is we've had, like, sickness and stuff yeah. um, and teething, you know. But, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. I had never really heard motherhood being talked about, I think, prior to becoming a mom. And maybe that's just because I was ignorant of, like, resources or it just didn't really feel relevant. But um, just God's, like, plan and design for motherhood, like, refining us. And it's cool because it feels almost like I'm picturing like a like a burner on an oven you know and how he's just slowly like cranking it up up. just like yeah you exactly have go from like zero to one and you're like what wait like if I am cooking but the baby's crying like you mean I have to like stop what I'm in the middle of doing and like manage both you know and then as you like add more children, if that's your family's path, yeah, it just continues to be more and more refining. And I think like choosing that refinement for me, I've been noticing is such a daily choice because I can totally choose to just be like resentful and not see how the Lord is working in that. But mm-hmm. it's always so much better to like choose to embrace it, even though yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So what did you feel like – you were talking about this a bit earlier, kind of like whenever y'all went to college and stuff, but do you feel like you've experienced any challenges of like, yeah, parenting with such a like large platform? Like how do you even go about choosing what to share about your kids and what 
not to share about your kids. I know like any mom who has Instagram probably thinks about that all the time. Like, do I share this photo of them or just what's the best way to go about that? But yeah, for you, as you're just kind of like continuing to figure out motherhood along with the rest of us, what have some of those like challenges been, I guess? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like we, you know, have an idea of what we want for our family. And I feel like are slowly learning like, okay, how are we going to, you know, do this in our family and get our family there? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I have the power over what I can share or not. And if, and I think it also comes down to like, okay, what is like my ultimate goal on Instagram? Mm. And I think ultimately, you know, that's just to share like the word and the love of Christ. Yeah. And so sometimes if I'm like, ah, oh, this might be, you know, a controversial thing and it's not the hill I'm worth dying on, you know, then it's just, yeah. I wouldn't share it. And, you know, so there might be some decisions that I make that I'm like, if I were to share this, if I were to share this, it's going to, you know, make some people feel some type of way and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, just not worth it. Totally. Yeah. I think that's so good and something that like everyone really needs to hear, especially with these like sometimes helpful, sometimes not helpful, like, you know, slide like the carousel where people will have information about literally everything under the sun. And it's so easy to just like share to your stories if you feel really convicted about something or, you know, if your kid is doing something cute and kind of dangerous, it's like, do I share this? I remember (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I posted a photo of me like wearing Juliet in a Solly wrap and I was feeling so proud. And I literally think I typed something like, I know the form is not exactly great, but like we're working on it. And I still got like four messages of people like, you should be doing this. And they were well-meaning, but I was like, I, okay, I'm not putting myself in that position. Yeah. I think it's just like, ultimately like you, you're doing, no one loves your kids more than you do. You know, you're going to do everything possible to take care of them in the best possible way. Yeah. You know, totally. Exactly. But yeah, it is overwhelming. There is a lot of information out there. And I definitely, I do catch myself at times. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. All the carousels with all this information. And I'm like, sometimes, I think sometimes it's like, okay, this though, this can be your conviction. But just because it's your conviction does not make it, it it doesn't have to be mine. Yes. Like I can take this and think on it. Yeah. um, Pray on it and kind of my own conclusion of what's best for like, me and my family. Right. Yeah. So I just, I think, you know, some things, I think that's why it's always going back to the Bible of like, okay, what is true? Mm-hmm. But also it's like, you know, everyone can kind of choose what's best for themselves. Right. You know, that's like a concept I've really been thinking about lately that I feel like has not, I don't know if it just, again, didn't feel like relevant, like pre-parenting, but just the idea that like, the Lord can convict different people of different things and like people can live different lifestyles. Like this is a silly example, but like veganism versus people who like eat a lot of meat. Okay. We're in the like meat loving, milk loving category or whatever, but like the Lord could totally convict someone to become vegan if he wanted to, you know? And that I think just is really like, yeah, a silly example, but brings me back to like, okay, I am not God. And even though I can feel empowered with like information that maybe like makes sense to me, there's not like one right way of doing things necessarily. And the Lord's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And maybe like my friend is formula feeding her baby or like 
maybe they are co-sleeping. Like there's just so many decisions within like parenting and motherhood and life. And just because someone's doing something different doesn't mean that it's like sinful or that the Lord didn't lead them to make that decision, which is like, I think can be hard. And that's something God has been like convicting me of is like, okay, I can have my convictions and love the life that like I'm building for my family and the culture that we're creating. But that doesn't mean that I need to look at someone else and be like, well, they're doing it wrong or they should do it my way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. So we've kind of been chatting about this anyways, but what have you found is a helpful like discernment process when it comes to like making some of these parenting decisions like Mm -hmm. I know you've shared a bit about like John Eldridge before um who we love we love his podcast and his books and all that but and just kind of like hearing the voice of the Lord I don't know if yeah I would assume that's like kind of part of discerning for you yeah yeah oh I think definitely like I I enjoy reading I enjoy reading parenting books um not that I'm reading 24-7, but I do, you know, like to read about different things that, you know, when my kids are going through certain stages and I definitely think it's good to um, just have different knowledge about it and look at different options. And um, and I feel like for me, that's kind of like um, sowing. That's kind of what I've been feeling like God's kind of been showing me lately, mm-hmm. like sowing my seed or sowing the field. Um, and then saying like, God, okay, I'm putting in the work. I'm, I'm trying to learn about this, trying to read about this, but ultimately like, you know, lead me in the way that we should go and like what you have for my family. And I was reading, yeah, John Eldridge last, I guess this time a year ago. And I read Walking with God. And I was also um, doing some counseling then that I loved. And my counselor was really big. We were doing this program and it was like all about like partnering with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Um, and so was just kind of learning through her and through him. Like I've been a Christian for most of my life, like gave my life to Christ at a young age. And I really do think like I I did that then, but it's just been a growth. Like God's just been growing me ever yeah. since um, yeah. and deepening my understanding, deepening my knowledge of him. Like as I've gotten older and I feel like last year was so much of just learning how to hear the voice of God which one, I think was such a shame. I was like, I don't know if, you know, I just wasn't paying attention or what, but I hate that I'm 25 and really just learning now practically, like how to hear like the voice of God and that like, God literally wants to speak to me like every day. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it was literally just kind of reading that book and through counseling, learning like how to hear his voice. And, um, that counselor was the same one who told me, and she was, she was awesome at like giving me different like recommendations. Like we would talk about the kids and she would recommend me books. And I think it was one day I was like, I just, I don't, there's just so many situations. There's just so many decisions I have to make. Um, it's just hard to know, like, what do I do? And like, I know I need to be consistent, but like, consistent, like how? And, um, she was like, I mean, I can give you like all these books, but like, there is a person who knows exactly what you need to do every single time. And it's the Lord. Like, why don't you just ask him? Like when it comes when you're in a moment with John Shepard, like, okay, God, like what do I do right now? And I mean, that seems like the most obvious (laughs) answer, but I was just like, wow, you're so right. Like, and I just, I don't know. That was just such, so like life changing for me, um, just learning how to ask him for wisdom and, 
I feel like since then, like one of the things that I've prayed just like every morning is for strategies of wisdom Mm. Um, that God would just show me like each and every day practical ways like that we should live and that I can like serve my family and teach my children. Yeah. Um, And I I still, I mean, like lately I just, even sometimes I'll just say something um, to either my husband or my kids and I'm like, that was, that was literally not even me. That was just like, God just put that in my mouth like I I can feel it yeah Um, wow yeah so I think just just really turning to him in my parents that's so good and thank you for sharing that story because like you said it does sound so obvious I don't know I think about the way that I prayed for so long and sometimes still do for sure just processing with God which I know he loves to hear but just a lot of like talking to him and then being like okay bye it's like if you called someone and just like talked to them for 10 minutes and then like hung up without being like what do you think you know and um it's so funny that you say that because this morning I like took a walk with Julia and was having a similar thing where I was like well I don't even know like I had felt him saying to me, like, I want your whole heart and like you're still holding back mm. some of it. And I was like, well, okay, but like what – how do I even do that? Like I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how to get there. And it was funny. I was literally like saying all this out loud, like conversing with him. And yeah, God literally like I believe was talking to me and I was hearing oh, from him yeah. in such a clear way. And I was thinking, oh, wow, like how many times – do I say and even believe like, oh, I've been praying about it or I've been like talking to God, but maybe Mm -hmm. I've just been in my head like thinking about it and not really directing it towards him or asking him. And so, yeah, I just love that you had that experience and I'm so thankful that you shared that because I think that's so good. And I love that you start your day with that too, like asking him to show you opportunities to serve your family and do it well. That's so cool. So speaking of that, Like, how do you feel like you have, yeah, kind of found ways to incorporate, because I know you're really creative and was your degree in anything like art related? I did um, an interdisciplinary degree and I did Bible and then my other one was fine art, but it was, it was mostly focused on um, like, like Adobe, like software, just kind of learning my way around. That's awesome. And just in general, I love seeing like, the way that you've like decorated the kids room and like create your home. And I know you've like done some sewing and stuff. So I think one misconception that so many people, myself included for a long time have is like the domestic life and motherhood is like not really a space to like be creative. And you're just like doing dishes and doing laundry and like doing all these things. And it feels so mundane. And so yeah, like there's not room to be innovative and creative, but I think the Lord has really been getting me excited about how it is actually like one of the most creative opportunities ever. And so, yeah, how um, do you feel like you're able to bring some of your giftings into like your home and your family and your motherhood? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've enjoyed just like arts and crafts and all those sorts of things since I was little. Um, I love like drawing and painting, and I feel like when I had John Shepherd, I was just like, how do I even have time to do this anymore? Like, how do I? It just seemed like, you know, I don't have any time at all. I can't even, you know, keep up with my house. Like, how do I? How do I have this time? And I just, I think I've realized 
one, when I make time for it, I feel just like a much healthier, like it's so good for me. It's so Mm -hmm. good for me, like mentally just to like, even if it's for a short amount of time, like do something creative. But I think it's also realizing like, okay, making stuff with my hands, it doesn't have to be just sitting down and like painting something. Like it could be, I've been making bread and I think there's something like satisfying to that. Um, And so I think it's even just the Lord opening my eyes to like, okay, there are all these different ways you can be creative, even in just like decorating my house or designing my house um, and that it's worth it to give it the time. Mm. I think sometimes um, I felt guilty just feeling that was like a waste of time. Um, like if, if the, or, or the thing that I needed to do, like I needed to sell it to make money doing it, to make it worth my time, I guess. Yes. I think it's been realizing the past few years of just, it's worth it just to do it. You know, like God creates, I think we were made to create as well. And so I think we just feel more satisfied and it looks like a million different things. And I think my husband's really creative as well, but it's neat because he does not sit down and draw. He doesn't sit down and do anything like I'm doing but he's like really good at writing and he's really good at coming up with ideas. And so I think yeah. it's been realizing. And I also can tell with him, he is thriving when he's doing that, mm. when he's creating something and getting that satisfaction from it. Yeah. So I think he's just been realizing there's a million ways to create. That's so good. Yeah. I love that you even said like making bread. Good for you. I need, I need to learn sourdough because I've tried and it's, I just need to dive into it more. But um, you got it. You got it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's so true. Like I heard someone the other day talking about how a lot of people will say like I'm not creative if maybe they didn't feel like they were very good at drawing in elementary yeah. school art class. And so for whatever reason that's like what we associate yeah, creativity yeah. with is like are you good at drawing? And yeah. um there really are so many ways to be creative. Even like creative as like mothers and homemakers with like how we structure our time or the Mm -hmm. meals that we create. And yeah, I think it's also really once you start to notice like the different ways to create, then you can notice how other people are creative. Like even with what you were saying about your husband. Yeah. There have been times where I've been like, John, will you just like paint with me or will you just like sew with me? And like, that's not his thing, but like, he's a musician. Like, obviously that's so creative. And so being able to like, even see that in other people and encourage them in Uh that, I think is really special too. So that's awesome. What does kind of a typical day look like for you guys at this point is, um, cause I know you said camp is like only the summer. Yeah, camps in the summer. Okay. And so, yeah, for you and John Shepard and Ella, how do you guys enjoy spending your days? Yeah. I feel like I'm still, I'm not like normally the most scheduled um, and routine person. And that's been something that I've been having to work on. And I'm also not the best at managing my time. I get very easily distracted. Um, but I've really been making an effort to just put some structure in our days. And so, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll vary a little bit, but oftentimes, um, so I, I'll get up and then I read and pray. And then I had been going on walks, but now that the weather here in Louisiana, here in Louisiana during the summer, it's just like impossible to do anything yeah. outside unless you're in the water. Like mm-hmm. it's so hot. And so I was getting up early and walking, but now it's nice enough. I can go on a walk with the kids later. But um, I'll get up and I'll read and I'll pray 
and then kids get up and we'll have breakfast. And then we usually do like, not usually every day, we do some sort of like morning activity. And that is one thing that like outside. And that's one thing we never miss because I just think it's so good for them to get outside and get some energy out. Yeah. Um, And if we don't do that, then they would nap. And then the rest of the day, like, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, so either like during the summer, we would go swim at um, their great grandmother's house every day. Mm. But now we're going to the park. And then today we switched it up. I gave each of them their own tennis rackets today. And that was the cutest thing ever. (laughs) Were they like mini rackets? Yes. Yes, they are. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) um, So then today we went and we played tennis. Um, which surprisingly, John Shepard literally, he was swinging his racket for like 45 minutes straight, which was, I was pretty impressed. Wow. <laughs> over it quickly. Yes. But um, do some sort of morning activity like outside and then we get home, have lunch, and then they nap in the afternoon. Okay. That's when I try to get done, just kind of whatever I need to get done, which varies in things. And then my husband comes home and we have dinner and then sometimes we, we do stuff at night or have friends over and play games or um, his parents live close. So maybe go eat dinner, some just things going on, but for the most part, that's kind of what we do every day. Yeah. So good. Well, I, I relate so much to the like structure time management thing. Like I feel like every week that's honestly been a huge prayer. Like I was talking with my mentor about, she asked how she could pray for me. And I'm like, I just need to learn consistency. Like I will spend so much time like trying to be like, we'll go to the library every Thursday and Costco every Tuesday. And like, I don't know why I think it's just, you know, toddlers, it's like someone's sick or someone is like having a really hard morning or someone needs an early nap. And so I think that's why I've kind of been like putting it off because I'm like, why am I structuring? Because I just get frustrated if they're like not fitting in the structure. But a little structure, like flexible structure is good. Yeah. It's like that, the prayer of like, okay, like how can I do this? Because that's how I was feeling uh, probably like six months ago was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I need routine, but like what, like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what do I do for us? And at that time, and I think you just have to give yourself grace because six months ago, like my kids weren't napping at the same time. And so it's yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna figure out how to get them to nap at the same time, which thankfully I did. Um, but I feel like one thing I've struggled with and I feel like finally, like we just started praying about it. And I feel like God answered was like, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I know yeah. you're interviewing me on this podcast. So I'd love to hear what you think on this as well. But kind of this fine line of like, okay, am I, I'm questioning like, am I managing my time well? Or also like, do I actually have too much going on right now? And I think that's something that like, um, I really struggle. I mean, probably for years was struggling with like, and I think sometimes it's like a bit of both of like, okay, I do need to structure my time better. Yeah. But then also, okay, maybe we're doing too much and we need to slow down a little bit or we need to get help. And that was something that I finally had to like, kind of swallow some pride I think I was having. And we, um, we have someone out who comes and helps me just a couple hours, um, two days a week helps yeah. me go there with the house, just, just gives me an extra hand. And that was something, I don't know why I was like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then finally we had, um, I think what finally kind of made us really pray about and decide about it when we had some friends who were kind of doing something similar and we just saw that bring like some peace into their lives. And I was like, okay, God, like 
Rethic, we're going to try it. Like, uh-huh. what do you think about this? Yes. Um, and so that's something that's just been helpful to us recently. But I definitely had to swallow, I think, some pride of like, I can do it all. Yeah. I just realized I can't do it all. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have my limits. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I – appreciate you sharing that. And I think so many of us, if not all of us feel that way a lot. And yeah, I think that is such a good way to like think about our time and ask ourselves and reflect on, yeah, am I really struggling with time management or am I doing too much? And literally like, that's what the Lord and I were talking about this morning. Oh, wow. (sighs) Um, so like I have also struggled with that. Like in high school, I was like straight A's, president of every club, like just running from activity to activity. And like part of me loved it. And part of me now is a little sad. Like, man, I could have just like hung out with my friends. And not that those things weren't good, but I could have just like enjoyed childhood. Yeah. You know, every teenager at a certain level, I think, is like dying to just grow up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just very rushed. And and part of that was, I think, even just the culture of our small town. Like everyone had sports and activities, which again is so fun. Um, but I can see how for me that really shifted into um, when I became a mom for whatever reason, I I did deal with some like postpartum things. And it's funny because I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but I think I saw these like cool moms on Instagram who were like doing a bunch of other things too. And so I'm like, wow, she's a photographer and a mom and she homeschools. And like, I want to like have a bunch of things or hobbies. It was like, Uh I couldn't accept that my time wasn't my own. And so I was like, well, I need to like Maybe if I like do something creative that also makes money, then I can justify like getting some mm-hmm. of my time back or something, okay. you know? Um, so all that to say, I have been doing too much for too long. And that's what the Lord keeps telling me mm-hmm. um, and just calling me into obedience. And so, yeah, I think it it really takes a lot of like being willing to ask the Lord and see what he shows you, even if it's not fun, because I think I'm at a point where, yeah, I just have to take things off my plate. And it's like, man, if, if loving the Lord and like wanting to, obviously that's like the most important relationship in my life. Like if I can't even like make time for that and love my family well, then like, why am I, why am I like creating all this Instagram content? (laughs) Like it's fun. But for me, like that has just kind of in this season been like an escape and like frustrated me with like the more important things. And so that's kind of um, a brain dump all to say, like, I just think it's different in every season. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious as I continue to take things off of my plate that are very hard to surrender. I'm curious how that changes my time management. So I'm kind of in process, you know, like if the Uh, time management will come naturally or if that's still a skill I'm going to have to like develop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about for you? Do you feel like you have kind of taken things off your plate or are you in a similar season where you're examining like, okay, I need to like set some things down? Yeah. I feel like that's something we're just, just kind of figuring out and making the decisions on now. And I feel like, um, yeah, even my husband, like, with different – he's 
his his seat with his jobs they're in different seasons some are bigger than others and just take up more time than others and so I feel like we're kind of constantly like reevaluating like okay what's working what's not working and something that we did for the past two months we decided last week we're like okay I don't think this is really working anymore so I feel like for us it's I don't know starting to be just kind of this constant like okay how are we feeling about this um yeah and then just trying to just tweak things totally yeah to, to best serve us our, our family I guess ultimately. Yeah. exactly yeah I literally think I heard Corey say something like this one time but I don't know if she's like the first person who said it it was like you can do everything you want but like not all at once or some variation yeah, yeah. of that and um I remember hearing it and my heart was like no like blocking yeah. that out ignoring because <laughs> I'm not like I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. I am a three with strong seven tendencies. And so I'm just always thinking of like new fun things to do. And um, yeah, it's my husband keeps lovingly encouraging me like do fewer things well. Like, so yeah, I imagine that's like challenging though, especially when it has to do with like, as you guys are kind of examining like these jobs and businesses and stuff, because that even like ripples outside of, your family too. Yeah. So that's a lot. But what do you feel like the Lord has been teaching you in this season of life, of motherhood? And also you said you've been out of your house for like almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like a year and a half now actually. Okay. Are you like in an Airbnb right now or are you still staying with family? We're in a rental house. We stayed with family for a while, um, and then the house just kept taking longer and longer. Yeah, yeah, we're in a rental. We're near our house, which is nice. Okay. Yeah, what has that just like waiting been like for you? Do you feel like you handle seasons of waiting kind of well, or has it been a challenge? No, I naturally like do not at all. And I think think the biggest thing that God's been teaching me really for like this past year is just – just trusting him, just trusting that he does care for me. Um, and I think in trusting him, like me knowing him better, like learning to just talk with him more and walk with him more, I've yeah. grown to know him better. And in knowing him, I'm like, okay, I can trust you. And um, I don't know, looking back, I think I think I struggled um, with that because I grew up, my dad, so my whole family has Lyme disease. My dad has Lyme disease and um, is he – is very, his daily life is very affected by it. He um, just got Mm. back months of treatment somewhere. And I don't know, I think growing up with like a chronically ill parent really was just very confusing. And I, I think I, I wish looking back, I had one speaking, someone just speaking into my life more and speaking into this situation because it's very confusing. Mm. I think it's still confusing because it's still hard. Just, yeah who's who's chronically ill or has a family member or loved one um it's I think I had a hard time like reconciling that with like the goodness of God wow yeah because like well if you know and I would never would have like said that but I think that was like my deepest thought in my heart was just you know if God cared for me like why would he do this um and so I think it's been really knowing him more hearing him more has enabled me and just, just seeing him, I've seen him answer prayers in my life this past year that have just been like, 
unbelievable. But even the way he answered them, like if I were to tell someone, they would probably be like, huh, that doesn't really sound good to me. Like that doesn't really sound like an answered prayer to me. Like Mm. I felt the impact of it and was like, it was, it may not look like it, but it was a huge answered prayer. And I think with that, realizing like, he's not always going to answer things like I think he is, but I think it's praying for the eyes to see him and the ears to hear him every day. And just like the more that I see him show up, the more I'm like, he cares for me. He cares for my desires. He is looking out for me. He is working in all things, um, like for me. Yes. And I think I've just felt, I've always known that, but like I felt that year and like felt the impact of that this year. And so yeah. that's something that was my house, even in my house right now, and we're going through a really frustrating period with my house currently. Um, and I mean, I will just like lay awake. I laid awake literally last night and was just so frustrated with it. And it's literally getting up the next day and being like, okay, God, I'm so frustrated. I'm praying for your favor on this. I'm praying for your blessing on this, but I'm also praying that we are going to move in at the perfect time. Mm. And I think it's just made life in general so much more enjoyable about not getting upset over things and not freaking out about things. Just the smallest things, even running late for somewhere because something random happened. I think my eyes have just been open to like, I don't, that totally could have happened for a very specific reason that I might not know. And I'm just yes. going to trust that. God's working it to the best for us. And I think it's just like life just so much more enjoyable and so much more freeing. Um, where I I don't I think I've just really struggled with the control in that. Um, but realizing like, no, he's in control. He cares for me. And like the safest place, anything that I have is gonna be in his hands. Even if something happens and this past year we've just I've walked through some difficult things and just knowing that like even if something happens. I don't have to try to run from pain. I think I've always tried to run, just run from pain. I hate discomfort and pain, but just realizing like he's going to meet me there. I've seen him meet me there and he's going to meet me there. Unlike anybody else can meet me there. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of long, but I feel like that's what I've been learning about God. And it's just been so life changing to me. And uh, goodness, I just want other people to experience that like in their own lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. And um, you see me, I'm like tearing up right now because I think what's amazing about like really being able to uncover that belief of like struggling with trust and control and like the goodness of God ultimately is like once you like see it and begin to feel it, like you were saying, it really ripples out into literally every part of your life. Like when you said, even just about like running late for something or yeah, your house, like how frustrating it is that things are taking so long, but it really just brings peace in a Mm -hmm. new way because you're trusting that he cares for you. Yeah. I love that you touched on that. I feel like I – had had like oddly a really similar uh experience in the last year and what I realized is that like a lot of times when I would get really frustrated with John or just feel like kind of triggered it came down to that belief about God it wasn't even Mm -hmm. like that belief about John it was about God and that was rippling into thinking like well if God doesn't care for me how does like John John doesn't care for me or he like not believing that he has my best interest in mind and so I just love that. And I think it's going to be really powerful and special to see 
how your kids are able to soak up that trust in the Lord and um, yeah, in situations where it seems like, you know, mom would like be upset or a little stressed out. Like I love that. I know I can get that way a lot when I'm like, no, I still do. I still do. <laughs> but I think it's cool that you'll be able to like have the words to like explain that to them, you know, as they get older. Yeah. So I just think that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. We are going to wrap up. This has been so sweet and so fun that we've gotten to like talk about all these good things in real time. Um, but I want to know what are three things that you have been loving lately? So I ask every guest this question and they can be totally random. Yeah. This is usually like the hardest question for uh, everyone. Yeah, you sent me the question and I've never finished thinking through it. Yeah. But one would definitely be this weather right now, which I feel like everyone's probably thinking the same thing, but oh, it's been amazing here. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I mean, it's like 80 something here right now, which is still really nice for us though. Um, but, oh, I've just been loving the weather. I love to be outside. So is Louisiana, is it like humid? I've never oh, been there before. Gosh, it's so hot and so humid. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's really really humid so the cooler temperature just like helps with that a little bit oh yeah yeah and it's less humid like it's definitely less humid than it is in the summer so Um, good so we definitely appreciate it because we actually like can enjoy being outside now yeah right that and then I'm really enjoying my kids right now they're Mm. tough as heck right now but they're also like it's like as they grow and just are tougher they also are just so much funnier to me like they just get funnier and funnier and I just feel like I laugh just every day that's so sweet what's like one of the silly things that they enjoy do they have like songs or little like things that they say that they think is hilarious well just Ella just like who she is um (laughs) summed it up perfectly the other day um, she was saying her daughter, she was like, honey and John Shepard, they'll do something because like they think it's funny and they want to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Ella, just like who she is as a person is just funny. Like she just tries <laughs> her own thing. Yeah. She rarely, she'll smile at me, but like she loves people and loves like socializing, but she does not smile at them like ever. So she just goes up to people. And I mean, I know people tell me they're like, she has what's it called? Um, RBF. <laughs> Literally, the cashier at Hobby Lobby told me that they're like, she's so cute, but she is intense. That is some serious like RBF. Guys, <laughs> I know she's really happy, but that's that just, is so that's her really intense look. So she's just funny and just does her own thing, dances. Um, dances with like a serious look on her face she just dances she does this little like very serious look on her face and just sways her body (laughs) and she's just the chunkiest she's not like huge but she just has these like cheeks she's had these cheeks even when she was like really small on like the percentile she still had these cheeks and so I think even funnier but she's also just like so tough Um, John Shepard can plow into her and I mean, people will just be staring with their eyes wide open and she'll just pop up like nothing happened and just keep on going. So that's Ella. And then John Shepard, I don't know. He's just funny. He's just silly. Like he's just goofy and he'll just do stuff that'll make us laugh. Yeah. Um, but he's just a lot of fun. He's very, it's fun watching him play. He's very like creative and very, he's, he works with his play. 
um, which is just, I don't know. It's just fun as a parent, like watching him. Totally. That's so sweet. What is your third thing that you're okay, loving? Third thing. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm trying to piece together my fall wardrobe right now. Um, so I yeah, guess that, yeah. So I'm just trying to kind of figure out like, okay, what am I going to wear this fall? Um, so just looking at like, I don't know, the fun fun fall clothes yeah I love that striped sweater that you shared the other day that was so cute oh thanks oh my gosh yes I feel like I don't know I'm really curious actually if you experienced this like um whenever you had kids did you experience any type of like struggle or just adjustment with like dressing for children because I feel like I'm still two and a half years later like what do I wear that's cute and comfortable and practical? Yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, I felt like it wasn't necessarily like right when I had kids, but I remember my friend Taylor and I were laughing about this. We both felt like we just had a quarter life crisis when we turned 25 and all of a sudden we're 25 and like, I hate everything that's in my closet. I'm getting rid of everything. I'm rebranding. Yes. That's <laughs> and so so I feel like that kind of happened when I was 25. I'm like, okay, I need a new look. Um, yeah. So. I feel like, yeah, I agree. I agree in that. Yeah. My friend Sarah like got a post-grad job and she was like, I can't wear 90% of my closet. Uh, like, what do I do? Like, it's such cute stuff, but like, I'm literally not wearing this. <laughs> so yeah. 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 That's so fun that you are getting to kind of, yeah, do some fall wardrobe planning. Yeah. We love that. How can we as a community be praying for you? I think just like continued prayers, just like for our family or just prayers for our family and just, just life as just, we continue mm-hmm. on and like, we don't know, I don't know. I feel like we're very much in a season right now of like, okay, like what are we doing? What's next? Um, and just kind of looking at things we might be walking into and just, I don't know, any doors that open, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just our family, just in general, I think with discernment and yeah. Totally. We'd love to pray for you in that. I know it's like, I don't know, having kids again, anytime, but especially when you're in your like twenties, figuring out jobs and schedules and family and all sorts of things. Yeah. There's just always a lot going on. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this, this, cause this would be really fun if um, we all see this answered. I am so praying. I'm trust. I'm praying for the strength to trust God that when we move in, it's going to work. But I'm also praying like, God, I would love to be in our house by Christmas. Yes. Um, okay. And that, and that may seem so silly, but like that's something I would love to see uh, uh, just answered. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a big prayer of mine just because it would be really special. We weren't in Christmas last. We weren't in our house last Christmas. Yeah. So to be in our house with the four of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be so sweet. Okay, we will be joining you and praying for that for <laughs> Thank sure. Thank you. And where can people find you? I am pretty much just on Instagram. I have a blog, but that is something that's gotten put on the back burner since I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really just on Instagram. Awesome. Well, we'll link that in like the show description and stuff. Okay. But thank you for coming on. Thank you for using your precious nap time hours <laughs> such a gift I know how helpful that time is so thanks for sharing your story with us well thank you so much for having me truly I am honored and it was really fun thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage 
I'm so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. So the first way is to share the show with a friend. This is actually how most people find our show, and I am so thankful every time you do this. You can text them a link, or you can also share the show on your social media. This ultimately helps the algorithm get our show to more like-minded women who can find our community. And I also just love reading through your comments. They mean so much to me and are so encouraging. And finally, you can actually donate to the show by Venmoing PageGuidal or sending via PayPal to hello at pageguidal.com. I'm currently working on getting a website up and running, so this is more official, but it does cost time and resources and energy to create the show, and even just $5 helps so much with all of the monthly fees and time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so thankful for you and we will see you next week for another episode.